Welcome everyone to Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about one of the things that I do in my business and that's going to be youth mentoring and coaching. Now this episode is going to be very specific, okay? It's going to be specific to people who have kids in their life, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, all of those people are going to maybe have some children in their life. There's other people, maybe two, foster parents, if you're a teacher, maybe this episode is going to resonate with you because we're going to be talking about youth mentoring and coaching. Not every person can be a mentor to someone who's young. Not every teacher is going to change that child's life. Not saying that the teacher can't try. The teacher is going to be inundated with so many different things that it's going to be difficult for them to show up in that child's life and to be the example, to be the role model, to be the hero, to be the savior. There's a lot that needs to happen. So one of the services that we offer here at Reverend Concepts is youth mentoring and coaching because it takes a village, it takes a tribe, a community to raise decent human beings. So if you're doing it by yourself, I'm not saying that you're not doing a good job. I think you're doing an amazing job. I know people who have done it by themselves who have raised some amazing children. But at some point, there's going to be a gap. At some point, there's going to be wandering eyes. Because we're going to look around and what we see and what we perceive is going to be what we do. So we want to make sure that we have some wisdom. And mom and dad maybe might not be able to teach us. Aunt and uncle might not be able to teach us. Grandma and grandpa might not be able to teach us. But we learn something from each individual. Today we're going to be talking about that. But before we do that, let's go to the website and start to break down what youth mentoring and coaching is. As always, head over to RevenConcepts.com. If you are listening in audio, we're going to be going to the services tab and we're going to be heading down to youth mentoring and coaching. Youth mentoring is just the same thing as coaching. So we want to make sure that we have a good understanding of what youth mentoring and coaching is. And what we want to understand is that we're not telling our youth what to do. We are showing them the way. We are giving them the example. We're giving them the cause and effect and what they are doing, what challenges they're going to face, what challenges they are facing. Because as adults, we have already went through it. But at the same time, we need to know our role. Because if you're mom and dad, at the end of the day, you're mom and dad. Not saying that mom and dad is not important, but you're just mom and dad. Okay? That's why a kid will come in, mom, you're so uncool, dad. Don't talk to me when my friends are looking at me or my friends come over. Don't talk to me. Why do you think they do that? It's not that they don't love you. It's just that they separate parents from their peers. Now, teachers can be in the know-how. They can be in the cool gang for a little bit depending on their age and then depending on if they're cool, right? Meaning they respect kids and things like that. But then, of course, there's boundaries with the student and teacher, right? They're just not coming in on their phones and things like that. There's no phones in this class, all right? I'm not yelling at you, so why are you yelling at me, right? We figure out a common ground. So as parents, patience is going to be a key component to how we raise our children because there's going to be days when we're just not patient because guess what? Most likely your kid lives with you. So you're going to come home tired from work and your boss is stressing you out and you have all this work and this project and that project and your kid comes in and they tell you that they got a D on a test or something or that they broke something or broke a window or door. And you're going to respond negatively because you have so much on your plate, right? 
And when you explode, guess what that child has learned? I don't want to talk to dad. I don't want to talk to mom. They just yell at me. So that child has now checked themselves out from asking their parents critical information that they need in order to be successful. So where did the kids get this information? From their peers, from the people who know the least amount of things for their future. So they congregate together and they talk about all the things that they can do and what they're doing and they're being kids, right? Kids should be kids. But at the same time, these kids are one day going to be adults and these adults are one day going to be leaders. So we need to make sure that we have good adults so we have good leaders. But it starts when you're young because it's easier to not break a child than to fix a broken adult. And I spend a lot of my time fixing broken adults because they were broken as children. And it's not fair to them. It's not fair to the children that they have to be broken. And by the time they reach adulthood, they have to put the pieces back together. And it's not their fault. It's the system. It's the culture. How can we give them what they need? We do that here at Reverend Concepts. We give them the idea of what it means to be a leader. We tell them all the answers. We give them all the situations and scenarios to look out for. We tell them that they have the power within them to change. We tell them that the path they're on doesn't have to be their path. Now, if you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on college and your parents are in the hole and you don't want to tell mom and dad that you don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer anymore, maybe it's one of those decisions that you have because if you want to live your life unhappy, then that's fine. But you can always find fulfillment in a career. That's easy. So our degree doesn't create happiness, right? Our degree might open some doors, but it doesn't create happiness. That's one of the first things that I tell the young men I work with, young women I work with when they are getting ready to leave high school or to leave college. Your career is not going to make you happy. Now, you can create some fulfillment in your career, but happiness is a mindset. So we look at mindset, we look at your current mindset, and we look at what type of mindset you want for your future. We look at your goals and what you have achieved so far, and we see all of the roadblocks if you have any. And then we just create a map for you because it's easy to fall off. And right now we are very busy as parents. Right now teachers are very tied with all of the testing and all of the trainings that they have to do and all the things and grades they have to upkeep. They can't possibly reach every student. Not saying that you can't try. Okay. I was a teacher. And I can honestly say that I did a good job teaching, but I didn't take each student to the side and say, hey, how was this class? What did you learn? Did you learn something? It was always a group. A few people raised their hand and that was it. So what about the person who didn't learn anything or was confused, right? They don't want to say that they were confused or didn't learn anything because then they might be ridiculed by the class. So youth mentoring is not just for little kids and for high school and teenagers and for college-bound kids or kids leaving college. It's for everyone in your life who is looking up to you. That can be your kids. It doesn't matter if your kids are 30 and you're 60. They're still your children. Now, they have a different type of mindset at that point. They're not youths anymore. They're adults. So we treat them as such. But before they become adults, 
we have an opportunity to change something inside of them, their trajectory, their mindset. So that's what we do. And we have to continue to strengthen them each and every day. And we have to give them the people who are going to support them each and every day. And it might not be you. And understand that. And I'm going to be telling a story on that just right now. When I was a teacher, I did a lot of mentoring with some of the troubled students in the class or in the grades. I did K through fifth grade because that was what my elementary was, but typically elementary is K through six. That was just my district. Now, middle school in my district was seventh and eighth, but again, some districts are six to eight. And I would be working with some of the fifth grade boys and they might have animosity toward each other. They're not getting good grades. They're trying to be the class clown. They're doing all these different things, right? And so I worked with them as men are, right? We have a lot of anger, a lot of emotions. We don't know how to control them. We might not have a father figure in the school system. There's not as many male teachers. So that means that young boy is going to be being raised by a woman, maybe single parent household. And I'm sure that mom or that grandparent or whoever is doing the best they can for that young man. I'm not going to say that they're setting them up for failure, but passively, they're not setting them up to achieve their fullest potential. How can we give them what they need? And that's you have to give them a coach. You have to give them a mentor. You have to give them a positive male role model. And it is becoming ever prominent since I have left the school system. And I'm building bridges right now as we speak to get in front of more students, more schools, more districts to explain the importance of youth mentoring and youth coaching. Because if we even just talk about the idea of where our kids are going, I'm going to say that at least three out of five parents are going to say that their kids are not going in the right direction. They want to give them something different, right? But they can't. They don't know how. They want them to do well and to do good. And the parent might know all the answers, right? I know how to do this. I know how to do that. Then you should know how to train your kid, right? You should know how to teach them. But the problem is you have a certain role, certain position, okay? Let's pretend I'm the janitor of a Fortune 500 company. Let's say I'm the janitor of Samson. Okay, I'm going to give Samson some love today. If you don't have a Samson product, TV, a cell phone, go out. Samson doesn't sponsor us, but if Samson does want to sponsor us, RevenConcepts.com, you can fill out a contact form, say you're with Samson, we can figure something out. But you work at Samson and you're a janitor. Okay. You're a janitor and you're doing what you got to do. You're cleaning, emptying trash bins. You see all the top execs in the room having a meeting. CEO, CFO, COO, all the chairmen, right? Are you going to go into that room and say, all right, guys, I'm here. Let's talk about the budget. Everyone's going to say, get out. Not that they don't like you or love you. It's just that that's not your role, okay? That's not your position, right? You're in janitorial. Not saying it's beneath you, it's just not your position. Okay. So that means you're going to be doing the waste baskets, cleaning the restrooms, and make sure everything's tidy, right? Doing your job. 
and they're going to do the structure of the business, business plans and the journey, all that stuff, right? That's their job. As a parent, your job is to parent your children to make sure they survive and stay alive and are fed and taken care of and loved, right? But there's going to be many life skills that you can teach them. And there's also going to be a good amount of life skills that you can't teach them, okay? Because there's going to come a point when you as a parent have created a roadblock, a discrepancy. You have blown up the bridge between the relationships and now you can no longer cultivate something. So if you are a basketball coach, for example, and you're working with young men or young women, doesn't matter, and you see that a parent is struggling with one of their kids about they need to go home and do the dishes, right? Whatever. Kids like, I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm almost certain. If the coach says, we need to make sure, like, you know, just not even singling out this child, just saying passively, when we're on this team, we want to make sure that we work as a team and your family is a team unit. That means if the trash needs to be taken out, the dog needs to be walked, if the dishes need to be washed, it needs to be done because that's going to help you with the team mentality. We work together. Your family works together. And if your family is separated, the team is separated and a separated team doesn't win. If a coach said that, what's the probability that that child is going to go home and wash the dishes? It's going to be very high unless the parent interjects, you better wash the dishes or you're grounded. I'm grounded, huh? I guess I'm grounded then, right? Butting heads, authority figure, trying to control someone. You can't control your kids. You're supposed to guide them, allow them to want to follow you. And I'm actually going to be writing a book coming, must be my fourth or fifth book. This is way into the future years because I still have to do a lot of research and I have my children now. So that means I have my child now and maybe another in the future. So I'm going to be experimenting with some of the things that I preach and I'm going to see if it works. I have a good feeling it will work from all my years of teaching. Not saying that I can do everything because I know I can't. I already know I can't. Just because I'm a mindset coach, it doesn't mean I can be a mindset coach for my child. My child is going to have to get a different mindset coach. And I already know the mindset coach I want for my kid. Okay? It's going to be martial arts. Both of them. Three of them. Whatever, right? However many I have, they're all going to do martial arts. That's the mindset I want. I didn't do martial arts growing up because we didn't have a lot of money. I would have liked to do martial arts, but we didn't have a lot of money. So, I had the martial arts mentality. I watched Karate Kid, Rocky. I have a tiger, right? I said, okay, this is cool. This is what I need to do. I need to be disciplined. I need to run up some stairs. Now, I'll keep running up and down the stairs. My mom says, say, stop running up and down the stairs. But I'm Rocky. I am training. We need to train the minds of our youth, not only to survive, but to thrive. The world is full of negativity. The world is full of pitfalls. And if they're not aware of them, they're going to fall. They're going to get hurt. And that fear is going to take over. And they're not going to want to take action. And I know you mean well, parents. I know you mean well, guardians. But you can't do it by yourself. As much as I want to say you can do it by yourself, you can't. I know. I know I can't raise my kids by myself. 
even with my wife. Both of us together, we can raise good kids, but there's aspects that we have to go get help from. When I was a swim coach, I talk about the story sometimes, or I have talked about it before. There was a family, husband, wife, he had three kids. Okay, There was two boys, one girl. The girl was new to the family. She was just born. I knew the mom when she was pregnant with the daughter, with the girl. And so what had happened was I was training the boys how to swim. I started with the older boy. The younger boy was a little bit too young at the time. I think he was like one and a half or something like that, almost two. So I started with the oldest son. He was three, going on four, I believe. And he was a little afraid of the water. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is going to be hard. Right. And he was a strong boy too. So we began that relationship, building that trust, get him to swim eventually. Right. I think it took like seven months or something like that. It took quite a long time. Right. But guess what? Got him swimming. Now I'm thinking in my head, it's going to take me seven more months to get this next boy to swim because now he's getting ready to get in the pool because he's of that age to learn how to swim. Two months, three months, maybe. Do you know why? Because he came to the lessons. He saw me working with his brother. He saw what was happening. He knew what was up. I need to listen to this guy. And so he was able to achieve something sooner than his brother because he was paying attention to the coach, to the person who was teaching his brother, the person who wasn't mom and wasn't dad. And I remember one time the dad and I were talking and he says, do you think we don't know how to swim? And I said, I'm sure you know how to swim. And he says, you're going to realize one day when you have your own that there's certain things that you can teach him and there's certain things that you can't teach them. And I said, I believe you. But now I really believe you. I understood. Parents will come in. They say they went to this swim school and that swim school. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you just teach your kids yourself? You're going to all these swim schools. You can't find the right instructor. But I was always the last stop. When they came to me, the job got done. Why did the job get done? Because I didn't look at what the other instructors did. I didn't look at what the parent was saying. I looked at the kid. What did that child need? Everyone is thinking what a child needs. What does he or she need? You don't know because you can't see sometimes. You can't see what's going on in your life because you're so busy with your life and trying to raise the family and have a structured house and a clean house and no dishes. And It's a lot. It's a lot. And the last thing you need to know or worry about what type of learner your child is what type of things they find value in, what type of things make them tick. That's my job. Because when I find out, I can figure out the plan. I can figure out, well, this is what we need to do. Not a hard thing. So we make some changes. And those changes are very simple. What do they need? Not what do you want? And sometimes I have parents call me and they say, Michael, my kid is this and there's that and blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. Let me talk to them. Okay. So I speak to them and I get a good understanding of where they are. And yeah, some couple questions. And then I ask them after I know all their questions and everything. I, I ask them, I said, do you want some coaching? Do you want some help? Do you want some guidance? And they get to say yes or no. And then if the mom or dad, whoever wanted coaching for their kid, asked me, well, are you going to coach them? I'm going to say the answer that the kid gave me. 
If it was no, we're not going to move forward. If it's yes, we're going to move forward because they have to be open to being expressive. They have to be open to wanting to share their life with me because if they're not going to be open, I'm just wasting time and wasting money. So I don't want that. How can I help that child? How can I help that individual? How can I help that class? How can I help that district? How can I help all the children growing up? And it's not an easy task. It's a mission that might seem impossible, might be impossible, but I'm sure as hell going to try. I'm sure as hell going to not give up because I understand the value in teaching and training our youth because one day they're going to be adults and I would rather them be strong than weak because a weak adult is not worth a damn. They don't have a good, strong mindset. They're going to be in bad relationships. They're going to settle for less in their career and their circumstances in all parts of their life. No parent wants that for their child. So we have to figure out, well, what do we do? We need to understand that we have a certain power and then we're powerless in certain areas as parents, as guardians. So we can be good role models and our kid can choose to follow us, but we can't force them to follow us. Because if we try to force them to follow us, one day they're going to resent us. And the last thing you want is your child to resent you. Because when they're gone, they're gone. And you want them to come back. You want them to take care of you. You want them to not forget. Because you remember every single day about your little one, about holding him for the first time or her for the first time, about their first steps, first day of kindergarten, last day of eighth grade, graduating high school. They grow up fast. Life moves very quickly and we have to act quickly. We can't wait until something is wrong or we see something wrong in their life. If they're at a pivotal point in their life, we need to make sure that they are equipped with the knowledge necessary so they can make some good choices, the best choices for them. Set them up for success rather than trying to fix them when they fail. Set them up for success rather than fixing them when they fail. It's very simple. And many parents understand that concept. Because if you understand that concept, that I can make a difference in my child life, but it's not me making the difference, you're already going to be a step ahead. Your child's going to be a step ahead. And you're going to see a lot of the problems that many parents are facing with their kids are not going to be in your life. Because you did your due diligence and you made sure that they were equipped to handle any problems now and in the future. Because your child is one day going to be an adult and that adult is one day going to be a leader. And you want that leader to be someone who's worth a damn. So make sure that they have the mindset that's going to help them be the best version of themselves. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me coachingincession at gmail.com and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching in Session. And if anyone's looking for coaching, be it youth mentoring, or coaching, you can go to reverendconcepts.com and you can sign up. And the process is simple, intuitive, and essential. I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching in Session. Until then, everyone take care.